Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today on the show is Graham Sharp. He's one cog in the machine that is knocking stock and he's a music director and what a job he has done for this year's festival. It takes place on the 19th, 20th and 21st of July on the shores of Blessington Lakes in County Wicklow. Uh, the festival started in 2007 and somehow, someway, I've never been. So I'm delighted that this year I finally get to make it to Blessington for the weekend. I'm going to see villagers in John Grant in Galway on the Thursday and then hightail it to Wicklow on the Friday tent in tow and catch a whole host of Irish music. There is maybe like a hundred acts or something due to play the festival. Uh, let's see if I can go through some of them just to give you an idea. Waste Fellow, Mankey, Junior Brother, Hot Cops, Arvo Party, Tribal Dance, Farah L, who I'm really excited to see again, Stevie G and the Hot Sauce Dance Crew coming up from Cork, representing Bouts are going to be playing... Uh, an Irish show, an Irish festival show, one of very, very few. So uh, they'll be one to catch. Pow Pig, three quarters of them have finished their leaving cert, so they're going to be there. Jealous of the Birds, Eve Bell, Niamh Ronan, Shukra are going to be coming up from Cork. Mango and Mathman are going to be there. That's going to be lit. I can already tell. I can already imagine it. JLOL, By Curious, Kian Kavanagh, fresh from Sporting Vampire Weekend. Emma Langford is going to be in Blessington. Bats making a big return. I think they've got a new album on the way. Zaska, E Vagabonds, Lemoncello, Nita, go on. Let's go on a little bit. Uh, TPM, who were uh, so great at It Takes a Village in May. La Pizza Galaxy, I'm looking forward to catching them. I've heard some good things about them. Kit Philippa, Emmett Kerwin is going to be there. Dublin Old School is on Netflix. If you need a Netflix recommendation, I highly recommend it, particularly the scenes with the brother. I think it's almost like two films in one and you could just like watch the scenes with the brother and you would be five stars, five stars. Just Mustard are going to be there, one of the hottest acts of the year. I'm looking forward to uh, some house music with Solcat. Dari is great. Silverbacks. Come on, what a lineup. What a great lineup. Happy Alone are going to be there, coming up from Cork as well. No Spill Blood are going to be bringing the noise. It's a festival that always does such a great job with Irish acts and it's one that I'd, I've just missed out on just because I work Fridays and Sundays a lot in my job so uh, I just miss out on it some weekends I miss out on certain festivals over the course of summer um, but this year the stars have aligned and I'm going to be going to Wicklow and I'm looking forward to it if you're thinking about coming along three day two day and one day festival tickets are all still available as of my speaking right now on the late on the 2nd of July but uh don't hang about I think they might go soon enough there's some boutique tents as well if you're uh thinking about doing that yeah it's going to be great as well as all that music like there's so much other things uh going on too so uh, I think it's going to be a really really great weekend I can't wait I'll let Graham Sharp explain the festival and what lies in store 
on uh, July 19th to 21st. I think it's going to be a really great weekend. If you're heading along, uh, make sure to say hello to me. I'll be the one having the time of my life. So this is myself talking to Graham over the phone at the end of June, about three weeks out from knocking stock and uh, kicking into gear. We talk about how the festival came about, how it comes about every year, why they took a year's break in 2017. Uh, the tinnitus that Graham actually suffers from as well is dealing with, is handling. And yeah, hopefully you enjoy the chat and check out knockinstockin.ie. And I mean, if you're thinking about going to a festival, I think this might be the one to go to. Where, what are we? We're about three weeks out from knocking stock and maybe just a little bit longer. How, like, is is it like 90% of your life is now knocking stock and related? Uh, I wouldn't say 90%. It'd be more like 99%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's an all year round thing, but, you know, when it starts, when it gets down to this time, it's like big serious crunch time. It's just kind of nonstop knocking stock and, you know. So tell me, like, what what exactly do you have to do, um, like, now, like, less than a month out from the festival as the music director? Are you just, like, in constant emailing, calling with all of the acts who are playing? Yeah, like, at the moment, I'm at kind of, it's almost my favourite point of where I'm literally this morning now, I'm just sitting here getting ready to send out the stage times to all the acts. So this is, you know, it's kind of the culmination of seven months of booking and scheduling and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's all looking pretty tight. Um, so yeah, just getting ready to send out the, uh, the schedule to all the acts today, give it a few days, make sure that it's all good with everyone and then get ready for print on that. So yeah, it's a nice point to be at now where you can kind of see, uh, see the kind of the flow of the festival, kind of the buzz that's taking place on each, on all the stages on, uh, throughout the days, you know? And like, just to give people like a flavor of what's involved after this stage, since you've done it so many times, like, are you expecting a load of bands just email back saying like, "What you're putting me on at this time? What are you thinking? Put me on later. Put me on at this time." Uh there's all, there'll always be a little bit of that. No, we we learn we learn very very early. well, not in fairness, now, not very early on. It take us a few years. With the way we do it now is like, you know, when we're a band, when we book a band. Uh, they're kind of sent uh, a form to fill out, to kind of, uh, so we can know their availability. So, kind of, when once you get kind of all that information back, some of the the, the scheduling kind of takes place of itself because you just you'll see like, yeah, okay, X, X band can only do Saturday. These guys can only do Sunday. These guys are available all weekend, so you can kind of put the bands into different pots. And you'll see like these all these bands have to play on Saturday. All these bands have to play on Sunday. All these bands have to play Friday. So you can kind of start building the lineup around that. And then kind of adding in bits from bands that can play all weekend to make the flow real nice. And so you hope every year it does happen. I'll still be once I send this end, there will still be some bands who get back to me and go, "Oh, I didn't read that email." Like, you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it should it should be fairly tight. It's and it's usually it's it's usually the bands that I would kind of uh, I would have a closer personal relationship with who'll get back to me going, "Oh man, I didn't read that email. We can't play Friday." I'm like, dude. You had five months to answer that email. <laughs> yeah. And so what happens then? Do you do you accommodate them if they're not able? Or are you like, fuck it, lads? What are you thinking? Um, I will we'll, we'll always do our best. Like, you know, there's like, uh, there, there, it, does, it, gets, it, gets, it gets to a certain point where, I mean, once, once, things, once things are in print and in, in the public uh, domain, uh, it's very hard. It's like, it's like, um, 
it was actually a terrible film to reference, but I'll just reference the name. It's like a chain reaction kind of goes off because like once everything's locked in and all the other bands know where they're playing, if you have to change a band, then it means you you you, you got to change another band, and then that means you got to change another band and another band, and it's just yeah, it snowballs. It can be a bit of a nightmare, you know. But you, but like you still really enjoy this, obviously. You said this is this is like one of your favorite parts now, sending out the the oh, times. You're still enjoying yeah, it, like. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, it's the, the it's a mixture of like uh, it's like the whole thing is it's a, and a mix a mixture of extreme ex- excitement and extreme terror, you know. <laughs> like I am I am dreaming in spreadsheets at the moment. Like, <laughs> um, you could probably like list off all of the bands who are playing as well this year without even looking at them. Like, is there anything that kind of stands out uh, on the lineup this year? Is kind of like a new trend or something that uh, a new direction maybe for Knock and Stock? Um, yeah, like to, yeah, actually, to, like to a certain extent, like there's a lot of like, there's been a pretty uh, big explosion. Like it kind of it kind of we, when we took a year off, and then we came back last year. Like the last year's lineup was pretty hip hop and rap heavy, you know. And it would be a similar trend. Like this year, we've got a uh, we've got a serious representation coming up from Limerick, uh, with with the, the Limerick hip hop crew. That's absolutely savage. And then we've got a serious uh, buzz coming on with the the soft boy crew from Dublin, you know. Yeah, it's weird that you see how how kind of things change over the years. I mean, traditionally, we would have, when we started out, it would have been very kind of very rock and rolly festival, you know. And it's kind of it's definitely grown to be a lot more genre inclusive over the years. And now it's just a complete mishmash of all sorts of styles and genres and buzzes going on all over the place. You know, there's a lot of lots playing this year. We've got a good few coming down, like uh, like Dead Label, Words That Burn, Baylor. Zora, stuff like that. Do you have had to see these acts before you book them, or are you relying on like friends or people who you can trust who say like, "Oh, these these guys are the real deal," or "These guys guys are great." You've got to get them. Ah, uh, yeah, be a mixture, by a mixture. But I mean, like you know, I, like living in a perfect world, I wouldn't have a day job. Although I do love my day job. Uh, you know, living in a perfect world, I wouldn't have a day job. I just like you know, I just make music in my own studio and go and see bands every night. Uh, but you know we don't live in a perfect world, and that's just completely impossible. So, like as much as much as is humanly possible, like I've have seen, I've seen a good load of the bands that are playing. And again, over the years, I've definitely seen uh, a majority of the bands that are playing. But like, there's a good eight or nine of us on on the uh, the lineup team that will, you know. So between a lot of us, like there's a few a few people kind of run gig nights, people run work in venues, and then we would, yeah, we'd know as well. You know, just good heads around the country who who give you a heads up and say, "Look, man, I saw this band playing there in Galway uh, last week. You just you guys absolutely have to check them out." You know, so be a mixture a mixture of all. Like we try and see them live um, between uh, the lineup crew, but then yeah, you know, there's like there's other good heads that you trust and other bands as well. They're such a great um, are a wealth of information because you know <clears throat> they'll let you know that they you know that they played with you know some savage band in Limerick last week or they saw someone in Warf or they saw someone at another festival or whatever you know. Yeah, and uh, is is there anyone in particular that you're looking to catch over the weekend? Um, loads, yeah, but uh, <laughs> there's a, the, uh, the sad fact of it is, I there's like I'll definitely I'll definitely get out to see a couple of bands, but um, the, I'll just be well, I'll just be that's the that's the. The, the kind of cruel element of it where I will just be kind of working over the weekend so I won't get to see um, I won't get to see all of the bands the, the, all the bands that we've, we've booked you know I'll definitely try and nip out and catch a few choice bands I really don't want to miss like I really don't want to miss Just Mustard this year uh, like since I booked them I've been listening to their album just kind of 
on repeat. Um, I really want to get out and see Happy Alone. Uh, I think those guys are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Kit Philippa, uh, they're just ridiculous. Uh, again, a few of their songs are just on my constant rotation now, so I uh, would really, really like to get and see them as well. Yeah, um, I like. I'm always really, really impressed by like. It's pretty much a hundred percent Irish lineup. You know, there's there's one act I see from the UK, a DJ from Brazil as well, I think. But like, I mean, have you ever had the conversation of like go- going outside of Ireland and bringing in more acts, or is it like Knockin' Stockin' is an Irish music festival? You know, bands from. Um, Ireland. it's 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 not it's I suppose it's we've 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 had we've had a fair few bands. Uh, coming from abroad in the past uh, just you know just it's just not a huge percentage of the overall lineup you know again it's, I think it's like you know it's definitely something we 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 could look we are going to look into in the future it just comes down to I suppose again it's that thing of like, like the couple of bands we have coming over this year like come on of a very 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 strong recommendations from someone that we trust on that because you know it's hard to it's hard to catch bands from like you know it's hard to catch a DJ from Brazil catch them live or you know be aware of their buzz over here and I suppose like you know traditionally we did set out for for this to be kind of you know a celebration of of the best of kind of unsigned Irish bands you know and I know that obviously that has changed uh, slightly over the years but um, yeah it's just like it comes down to a lot of factors it can be difficult as well because you know it's not it's not a simple case of a band getting getting a, uh, driving up from Limerick or getting a bus up from you know from from Tala or something, you know, it's if you're going to take someone over, there's a lot more expense involved in bringing a band over like that, you know. And is there anything else new this year that you're trying for the first time or anything like that? Um, just a slightly different site layout. Uh, could I have a new buzz in the fairy field this year with a nice little design? Um, this is Mother and Heights is going to be a new uh, factor this year, which I think is going to be uh, is going to be absolutely hilarious and uh, and a seriously sweet buzz, you know. I'm I'm heading for the first time. I haven't been before. Somehow over the years, I've managed to not be able to make it to Knock and Stocking, but I've always Poor heard. Shame. I know, I know. I've, <laughs> I've I've heard so many people just say that it's just got the like the best buzz of the festivals, and I'm not saying that to like butter you up or anything like that. But I mean, like, is is there anything? Butter away, can... man. Butter away. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, it it's not easy to create that kind of uh, I don't know that kind of buzz or that excitement among the crowd. Like, is it just the fact? that you've been going for so long that you know you just get the right heads people know what you're about um yeah i think you know i think there's, there's i don't think there's any one thing that can you can really you can really like pin that down on um you know it's a, it's a nice sized festival uh like the, the site the, the location is absolutely beautiful it just lends itself to a really nice uh relaxed buzz just you know it's just it, it's yeah everything about it the, like you know the bands that play the buzz that they all have for each other um, it just kind of just lends itself to just a really, really nice kind of just a feeling of just as what you know back in the day we used to say feel, feel free to feel free and Alkenstock and you know it's just a it's just a sweet place come down pitch you know your tent is not five miles away from the stages you know it's just, you can just nip around from stage to stage in a couple of minutes yeah like, you know all the crew love enjoy working there all the bands I think love coming down and playing so yeah it's it, you know it all just kind of feeds into just a just a pretty sweet buzz looking back is the year off that you took in 2017 like did that all give added impetus for you to continue doing uh, what you're doing or was at the time were you thinking like maybe we'll come back in 2018 or was the plan always to come back in 2018 oh, no, the plan was the plan was always to come back you know 
uh, as I say, just for, with the nature of how we've gone about this as a festival, I mean, unfortunately, it's like, you know, no one's, no one's working, no one's working full time on it, you know? So like we all have, we all have other jobs and stuff. Uh, and it's, you know, like it's not without its, its difficulties and its stresses, you know? Um, as I say, for the, for the, for the, for the core kind of crew who would kind of continue things during, during the year, you know, it's just, it's kind of an, it's been an all year round thing for so long. We just said, when we got to year 10, you know, there's a lot of us, we're not as young as we used to be. Uh, some people are starting, you know, starting families. Some people, you know, looking to kind of, you know, spend a bit of time to concentrate on their own music and stuff. So it was just, yeah, we said, like, we, we get to year 10, so let's, you know, take your summer off. It just gives you, just, you know, let it's, it's you can just lend you a little bit of, uh, of extra perspective on things of, of, of how we we're going to go forward and all, you know? Yeah, I, and I presume like it made you just enjoy last year's festival so much more too. Like, ah, oh, it's good to be back. Yeah, like for for me now in particular, last year was my favorite one. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I, I would I would describe it as an electric time last year. <laughs> <laughs> I love that knowing like I'm not going to tell you everything that happened last year, but I had a fine time. Well, well no, like, I mean, like, you know, I don't know if it's a definite, but there will be a chance my parents could be listening to this. So. <laughs> 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 um, j- just like to give people a perspective, like how many people are actually working on knocking stocking? That is a good question. <laughs> uh, to be like you know, to be like five, five or six of us, five, six, seven, eight uh, people that would kind of keep it kind of ticking on all year round. Um, but then there's like the you know there's then there's another eight or ten that are semi all year round. As when it gets to this time now, it's kind of just all hands on deck. There'll be there'll be tons of us, tons of us down there, you know. And does it turn into a full time job then for the month of July for like like all of those people? Um, um, for, well, not not for, when once the site build starts. Yeah, like there's the, you know there's kind of there's kind of three or four weeks where everyone's uh, you know everyone takes their holidays from their day jobs and <laughs> comes down and does knocking stocking, you know. So when did you join up on the festival? You weren't there from the very start, I think. No, no, yeah, I, I just, I was actually, I just played the first one with my band. That was it, really. It was just, I was kind of hooked, hooked immediately. I knew there was, a, as I say, even back, back then, it was, just, it was, it was two, the stage in a pub and a stage outside a pub, up in the valley, knocking in up the road from where the site is now. Yeah, we, pre- I pretty much knew once I arrived. I was just like, you know, where have all of these people been hanging out? And that's, you know, I suppose like if you look at the core crew, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the people that were at the first festival will be at this festival working in some capacity you know yeah that's great the the loyalty i suppose that's there yeah 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 definitely it's it's you know it's a uh, yeah it 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 it's 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 a kind of this weird highlight in the summer for a lot of people for a lot of the crew you know it's there's it's as i say it's it's not like anything i've ever done before you know yeah and so you mentioned earlier it's like seven months of work. I mean, when does when do you actually meet up and talk about like the next festival? Was it like September last year or like, right, better get cracking on this? Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean you gotta take a you gotta take uh once you kinda of put the this you say, for example, so once you put this year's festival to bed, you there's you did wanna be a couple of weeks, a month or so of decompression where like, you know, we we need to stay as far away from each other as possible, <laughs> uh, and yeah, then you're looking like 
Yeah, because you'd, yeah, you kind of get tend to be getting plans September, October, and then say November, then like you know, for myself uh, and uh, the lineup team and stuff like yeah, submissions are back open and it's it's uh, yeah, it's just like checking out bands again, starting to starting to build the build the incredibly long shortlist. Like, <laughs> um, like, do you go to other festivals or anything like that, kind of scoping out the competition, or are you like, I suppose at this stage you've done it for so long, you know exactly what you want that there's no need maybe um yeah like i mean i would i would love i would love to go to more festivals um and i definitely did in years previous um i'm just also a bit of a moron so when it comes to uh like being being this close to not just i can't trust myself to go to another festival because it won't just i won't just lose the the two or three days of the festival i will lose the, the you know the, i will lose the preceding week after that as well so you just cannot afford to drop seven or eight days of work at this point you know yeah well i mean like i as i've gotten older as well i've realized that oh i actually can go into work on the monday after the festival like <laughs> I, I, yeah oh man i would just there is there's is not a power in the universe that would just make i would just like i would just be fired I would, there's no way i would i would possibly go I'd, I'd still be down wandering around in the woods somewhere it's like you know, as i say i just can't trust myself to be let off the le- i let off the leash this close to the festival you know <laughs> you gotta keep it fresh yeah you gotta i just i'm just i'm just i'm getting a bit older as well i just can't handle it anymore like <laughs> damn these young people yeah i know yeah like we used to love we used to love there was a good there was a great festival in um in Sligo, uh, called No Place Like Dome. That was a lovely. It was very, kind of, it was very, very similar in a lot of ways to Knockin' Stockin'. It was only running for a few years, but that like that used to be about kind of two months before Knockin' Stockin'. So we used to kind of like we used to kind of down tools and like literally the entire crew would head over to that festival for a knees up for the weekend. And that was always that was always great because you felt like you were kind of getting that last blowout, and you're like, right, fine, I've had that, I've had that fun. Now I can just concentrate for the next like seven or eight weeks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, and what what about yourself, Graham? Are you still playing in bands? Uh, yeah, as I say, I'm not doing as much live uh, live stuff I have, I have over the last last few years. I say, kind of knocking, stuck, kind of took uh, took center stage there for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, for the last the last couple of years, I've been getting uh, getting back in. I was built the studio out and we gaffed there with a few of the guys, and um, yeah, hoping to get get out gigging now towards the end of the year again. But uh, yeah, mostly just mostly just writing and recording, you know. Do you want to give a plug to your to your band? Yeah, sure, I might as well. Yeah, so we're called All Right You Restless, and uh, you won't find anything about us online yet because we have not released anything. But we are in the process of recording, and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, have some music out for public consumption in uh, before the end of the year. You're you're not going to be um, putting yourself on early in the day at knocking stock and trying out a few things, no? And uh, no, we did last year. Uh, uh, it was I was great, but it's also it's like it's it's a double edged sword because it's you, I was kind of, me and uh, the other singer in the band we both work with at Knockin' Stockin' like and uh, it it was a bizarre feeling because we were actually we were on the Spirit Animal stage last year at about about half three on the Saturday afternoon and it was like I could I could I could actually picture the moment we were when we were looking at each other it was like we both kind of just woke up about three songs in because you're just in this like work mode, work mode, work mode, work mode. And then all of a sudden we were like, holy shit, man, we're like three songs into a set here in front of, <laughs> in front of a load of people. I was like, you kind of just like, you just snap into kind of, okay, hello everyone. It's like, it's music time now. And then your gig finishes and you're like, 
then you're in gig mode and having the crack mode and you, you know, you get back on the walkie talkie and it's like, Oh, something is on fire. You need to go back. You know, you, you got to go back to where you're like, so you have to get, get ripped back out of that buzz. And then you're trying to get back into the work mode, but you're in a different mode, you know? So, so I don't think it's going to, uh, going to happen this year. And also, uh, it can uh, help to alleviate accusations of nepotism, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you featured in a documentary, Shoulder the Lion, a couple of years ago, where you were talking about your, your tinnitus. Am I right in saying that? Yes, yeah. How is that going for you? Have, are, are you kind of managing it, or is it something that yeah, you can manage? Yeah, def, def, definitely, man, definitely. Like, that was, like, that was, a, that was also a huge, that was a huge part of why I stopped playing music um, originally uh, years ago. And again, then quite kind of almost because of that, I kind of, like, I kind of got stuck more into knock and stuck and uh, took on kind of, kind of a heavier role in that side of things. So it's kind of the same when I was kind of wor- working in, um, in Sweeney's in town as well, doing the bookings there with Jenny. Yeah. That was a buzz of just kind of getting, I was, I was like, I, I felt I couldn't be involved in the, playing kind of the live side and that it was because it was kind of to be honest I kind of freaked out for a few years pretty badly obviously music is just what I do so I wanted to still be involved so I kind of got involved a lot more in the back at the, the back end of things in the organization side of stuff you know as I said I still I, it's definitely not affecting me half as badly as it used to I still don't really I'm not really still not harboring any fantasies of heading out on tour playing fucking 200 or 300 gigs in a year so my ears just would not hold up to it but uh as i say getting out and doing the, the occasional sneaky gig every now and again and uh, you know fit we've I've figured a way of with the studio that we've built you know i've been able to manage the the sound levels and still be able to kind of record properly and not uh you know just just feel, feeling feeling safe and comfortable in the studio is like is is I'm kind of I'm kind of I've kind of came to terms with it a long time ago, and I'm kind of happy with the deal I have now. Like you know, I definitely I'm still able to make music, play music, and do the occasional sneaky gig. So uh, yeah, so as I say, if you had offered that to me back when I made the documentary, I would have bitten your hand off for it because back then I was yeah, there didn't seem to be much to look forward to um, on the creational side of music, you know. Yeah, um, just because I haven't really talked about tinnitus with anybody before, like, was there one moment wh- where it actually happened or was it just kind of an accumulation of just listening to loud music a lot over the years? Uh, it's, yeah, definitely an, an, an accumulation, I think. Uh, I could pinpoint, I, I think when I was younger, the point, moment when I, da- when I definitely damaged my ears was, um, I was actually, I went to, was at the Black Crows in, um, in the Olympia, uh, I I just remember I remember that being like it was weird back then. I didn't, you know, you don't. Sometimes you don't. That's the right word. You don't really. I suppose you don't really realize or the the actual effects of things or how things are going to affect you. You know, like I went to see the Black Crows. Like I was for about a year afterwards. I mean, if you if you weren't standing in front of me, I wouldn't understand. know that you were talking to me. It was so loud. You know, um. But that yeah, I kind of just got on with it with 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 that. That kind of ta- tapered off a little bit, and I just kind of continued continued playing music. It was just when I got when I got a bit older, and it kind of kicked it kicked back in pretty badly. Um, <laughs> well, actually, it kicked back in pretty badly one night when I was watching The Wire when I was living in town. Uh, it just randomly just kind of piped up, and uh, yeah, I suppose I just kind of 
maybe I was in a, a, a more fragile place emotionally, maybe, or something. Uh, I, know, I just completely freaked out for a few years. Did the whole Howard Hughes, didn't leave my house for like six months, stayed in my pajamas. It was pretty grim. <laughs> Does it affect you listening to music now? Or is there a specific way that you listen to music? Or, or are you kind of so used to it that you almost don't think of it for days on end, weeks on end? Yeah, that li- literally it's, it's, it's become, yeah, it's like there's still times, there's still times where I might, maybe if I've kind of pushed it a little bit too much in the studio or something, or if I've done something stupid, which as I said, I think I mentioned earlier on that I'm a bit of an idiot. Like, uh, I have definitely done some stupid things. Like I usually carry around. Like, I always have earplugs on me. I, just, I use the 35 dB ones. So you get, like, I have them on uh, any gig, no matter what. I usually have a set of uh, my um, kind of yellow builder builder headphones or earphones that, like, uh, you know, like, I could say at the knock and stock and launch, it was fine for, like, the first hour or so, just with earplugs, but then Thumper, Thumper came on. I was like, I have to just put the, the builder headphones on, you know? But then I'll do something stupid, like afterwards I'll, you know, I'll head around to the globe or something and forget then that I don't have my earplugs in for the first 20 minutes and then I'll be cursing myself the next day for just being, you know, being an idiot. And yeah, you know, so yeah, but it's just, it is, I say it is manageable. I just would, uh, you just always have to be wary of it. You know, you can't be doing, can't be doing stupid things. Would that be kind of your top tip for like everybody going to any gig ever? Just like bring headphones or bring earplugs, wear them all the time. Ah, earplugs all the way. Like as I say, it's a strange thing. It's like it's it's it's, it just as say there's you know there's there's other guy in the band that uh, I've been playing with. Like I've been playing music with Robbo for like fifteen years, so we've always been in the same situations. We, you know, we're always at the same gigs in the same rehearsals, and you know, it's just it's never affected him. But uh, you just don't know if it is gonna, if it's you might, if your ears are, if you're just built that way, you're slightly more susceptible to to to, to it. So you just always err on the side of caution because, uh, yeah, it can it's, it's gonna be an absolute head wrecker, you know. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine like I'm I'm fearful like sometimes when you leave a gig and the ears are ringing, you're like, oh god, what have I what have I done? Like, it's not something yeah, you prepare yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. What if, what if this, what if this, what if it doesn't go away this time, you know? Ooh. Is there a cure? Are you ever like looking for like, oh, someone has invented this new thing, which might alleviate the, the ringing or something like that. Or is it just like, yeah, I'm living like, with this I, for the rest of my life? Yeah. Like there's, 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 there's not, I was to say not in the last few years now, because I've, I've, I've kind of been, I'm kind of been, com- I'm comfortable with the draw, with the draw that I have. But uh, so yeah, it's back when I was freaking out, I was like, yeah, I was always looking up research. But you know, then it's the kind of thing. A lot of things didn't come out. There was things that were looked pretty promising that didn't. But then you, it's the situation. You know, you read up about like, like you know, Neil Young has horrifically bad tinnitus, and David Letterman has horrifically bad tinnitus. It's like you know, when a cure, it, when because it definitely is going to be when, like when a cure comes out. You know, someone who's got fucking eighty-five million euro in their bank account is going to have it sorted immediately. So, you know, it's you know when you do, when it occur happens, it will be widely publicised because you know people who are no matter how much it costs, people who are able to afford it will just have it done immediately. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, f- fingers crossed uh, for that. Hope hope it all uh, goes okay for you. Hope hope it's all uh, yeah. right. As I say, man, like, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't have to, don't let it affect, affect things, affect things nearly as badly. Every now and again, you still get the, still have, have, have find trouble there, uh, getting to sleep and stuff. Well, I was just, just listening to a bit of Star Trek, you know. 
um and i suppose just getting back to uh knocking stocking maybe finally is there is there one moment that you're really looking forward to over the weekend is it like just clinking beers on thursday before the gates open like ah we did it again or is it sunday night when it all goes hopefully smoothly Uh, and everything like it'll probably be probably the wednesday when i finally get home to bed Um, no, I say yeah. I like I, I know I've, I know I've definitely said this to other to other people in interviews and stuff. I like when I just I like when you the, the call goes around on the walkie-talkie through the security channel that it's like the first the first band is on stage. The main arena is open. This is happening, and then it's like it's like you know in Futurama when Fry drinks the hundred cups of coffee. It's just like everything time just slows down, and you're just like okay. You know, it's it's like it's leaving cert English paper too. You know, it's on the table. There's nothing that can make this not be on the table right now. <laughs> Let's just do it. You know, very good, very good. Um, and finally, any advice for the noobs like myself going for the first time? Um, just 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 go, come down, get your tent set up, and just go and explore. You know, just just want the site. As I say, the site is laid out really nicely. So you're kind of able to do a nice circle of all the stages. Just go check. Just go check out all the stages. You know, check out. Just check out the music. Obviously, I mean, everyone coming down is gonna have a few bands that uh, that they've kind of pegged that like this. Okay, I want to. I want to see this. I want to see this. I want to see this. But just like by all means, do not be afraid to just explore. The, I mean, the whole thing is about you know finding new music. Uh, just go and explore the stages. You know. Great. Well, let's leave it there. Um, I'll I'll leave you to uh, send out that email and wait for all of the responses. (laughs) 